I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome in, everybody, to our Reaction Flagship Podcast. I am Chip Brown, joined by our fearless leader, Horns 24-7 Managing Editor, Taylor Estes. And Taylor, uh, wow. It looked like Texas might be able to cheat death a second straight week in a row. They get down to the TCU goal line with a couple minutes left, and Keontae Ingram, who extended the ball when he ran you know, right down to the one-yard line on the previous play and had the ball knocked loose, decided to extend the ball again on first and goal from the TCU one. With 2.32 left, it gets knocked out of his hands, recovered by TCU, and the Texas defense could not come up big on third down. TCU was able to basically run out the clock uh, and take a safety on the final play of the game. Texas loses 33-31, to and it was a lot uh, of similar storylines from the Texas Tech game where it was double-digit penalties. A lot of those penalties wiped out big plays, including a 96-yard kick return by Deshaun Jameson, um, a 47-yard reception, a 34-yard reception, a 26-yard reception, and a lot of the same mistakes that we've been seeing uh, through the first three games, Taylor. And now Texas finds itself 2-1 and one going in to the Red River shootout against Oklahoma. And we get news today that redshirt freshman cornerback Kenyatta Watson, the second, is um, expected to enter the transfer portal. Uh, and this after B.J. Foster uh, walked off the field in the third quarter of UT's opener, both obviously unhappy with their playing time. B.J. Foster ended up playing extensively in Texas's Big 12 opener against Texas Tech, but Kenyatta Watson, after playing in the opener against UTEP, uh, no playing time against Texas Tech and TCU. So, Taylor, Tom Herman's got a lot of – this is a soul search for the Longhorns because I know Texas fans are, are getting tired of seeing the same old stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of, you know, Chip, we've we've talked in the past in extent about how with Tom Herman's team since he's been at Texas, it's almost like they play either up or down to their level of opponent. And, you know, TCU came into that game after the loss to Iowa State. Texas had a, like, near-death experience at Texas Tech. You kind of were – we were talking last week on the flagship how we were going to see kind of, like, where the team's mentality is and everything going into this game – Texas a double-digit favorite entering it, and everything, honestly, just seemed to turn back into how Texas has continued to play a little bit under Tom Herman, just where it's like, you're at home, you're a double-digit favorite, and you took you it took you to the fourth quarter to even take a lead in this game, 
And then it just was like the perfect storm for a disaster, a disastrous end for Texas. And Chip, I think that, you know, there was questions all over the field on both sides of the ball. You know, there was a lot of, and I know a lot of Texas fans, they, they are very upset with the officiating. I feel that there were a few, um, you know, flags that were thrown against Texas that, probably were questionable at best, but at the end of the day, Texas just didn't do what they were supposed to do. And that's coming off as, as you mentioned, you know, the, the shootout in Lubbock. And it's just kind of what makes you wonder where, where is Tom Herman and where is this team? Where do they, where's the, the leadership right now with this team after that showing at a, in a home game after, you know, barely, barely skating past the Texas Tech team. That's now one and two in the year, oh, and two big 12 play. Right. And, and Sam Ellinger said everyone has to take ownership of their mistakes. Um, own it. Don't point fingers. Own it. And, and he started off by uh, taking, he's, he said, I'm, I'm more to blame than Keontae Ingram uh, for this loss. And he said, I don't want him ever thinking he cost us the game. And there certainly were enough mistakes to go around. And that's, that's where this really gets uh, where it becomes cloudy for me is the sign of a well-coached team is week to week improvement. Mm -hmm. And while we saw some better tackling by the defense and some good red zone defense, the offense sort of went missing again for a stretch at the end of the first half and into the third quarter, into the third quarter, they ran the ball three times and threw it nine straight times after that and went nowhere. Yeah. And, and they were averaging 14 yards per carry in large part because of a 36-yard scramble by Sam Ellinger on third down in the third quarter. But when they got back to running the football in the fourth quarter, they had success. Rashawn Johnson had a big run, uh, Keontae Ingram, and – they started moving the football and took the lead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the defense had been on the field way too long. This was a 34-minute to 26-minute uh, time of possession advantage for TCU. That's just way too much um, for the defense to be on the field. And, and so when they needed that big third down stop from the defense to maybe get another shot there at the end of the game, they couldn't they couldn't pull it off. And I think we all said it at horns 24 seven after this game, good teams, big 12 championship teams don't lose games like this. No. Yeah. They don't lose it by making double digit, you know, double digit. They had 11 flags in the first half, Taylor, Texas. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was really sloppy football and I, I don't see other top teams making those kinds of mistakes and, and Texas fans who I think rightfully looked at this team and said, okay, 16 starters back four year starting quarterback back. Um, this it's go time. And yeah. this is a TCU team that has a lot of inexperience on the offensive line, a quarterback breaking in new receivers and, and a lot of new faces on, on defense and, and TCU is now six and one against Texas in their last seven games. And Tom Herman is one and two or one and three 
um, in that. And Gary Patterson's teams are better coached than Texas, and that's why they're winning all these games against Texas. Yeah, I think that there's nothing you know that anybody can say to really debate that. I mean, and as you mentioned, Chip, you know, going through just the stat sheet, the first quarter, you know, Texas had a little bit of the advantage of the time of possession, just barely. But then the second and third quarter, TCU just absolutely controlled the time of possession. They had almost 20 minutes to compared to Texas 10. I mean, the I think the defense definitely does get some credit there for forcing a lot of the field goals, you know. Um, at the end of the day, the most important stat when you're talking about defense is scoring defense because you don't want, you know, you don't want to give up a ton of points. And Texas did a solid job with that. But it's, you know, I felt like it was kind of similar a little bit to how this game has played out in the past just with Texas and TCU. It's, as you mentioned, you know, it seems like the, the team that continues to win is the team that's the better coached one. And when you have this record against a Big 12 opponent, you know, you have to start questioning where the coaches are in their ability to get their team prepared for this. I mean, is it because the, you know, TCU just constantly outcoaches Texas with, you know, from recruiting standpoint, a lesser talented team compared to what Texas gets almost on an annual basis? Or what is this? Is this the team not taking TCU seriously? You know, it, it just is kind of it makes you really scratch your head when you watch how some of these games have played out. Obviously, the there was tons of questions about some of the defensive, you know, I, I mean the Max Duggan's final touchdown run. If you go back and look at just the defensive alignment, it was almost like they were in two, three techniques on the defensive line with a huge gap in the middle. And they were spread five wide. And you have, you know, you have uh, uh, two linebackers in there, Court Jacquez and then DeMarvey and Overshawn. I mean, this isn't a knock on them, but you need a solid middle linebacker in order to defend that type of alignment. And obviously, I mean, anybody with a brain, if you look at what, what TCU lined up in and what Texas did, you knew that Max Duggan was going to take that. I mean, it, it was just one of those type of things where you're like, where is this coming from? Where are these decisions coming from? Is it on the coaches? Is it on the players? Is it on execution? I mean, there's some type of disconnect somewhere right now at Texas, and that needs to be fixed if this is truly going to be the year where Texas makes a run. But if what the showing that they you know put up against TCU at home, I mean, that's not an elite team. It's not. And when was the last time Clemson was you know a double-digit favorite against an unranked team with a losing record at home and then lost? Right. When was the last time Alabama was? When was the last time Ohio State was? Right. I mean, those and, were the elite programs. Right. And when you're, when you're, this, I said, this, this was a game where Texas was going to show us if this is a championship type team or not. And absolutely right now they're not. I mean, this is a team that looks disconnected um, all over the place. I mean, the penalties the i mean the look the there was a freshman who was called for the holding on the 96 yard kick return um but the veterans were the ones being called for the ineligible player downfield um juan mitchell gets ejected for targeting max duggan uh you can't go anywhere near a quarterback's head with your fists with your helmet nothing nothing and 
and so you had those penalties and it it just is confounding that so many big plays were wiped out because of unforced errors and that's that's a sign again of a team that is not well coached and i don't know if it's all the the changeover that tom herman had in his staff but that was his call and this is a team that's built to win he said it i i heard him on uh, all access on longhorn network he told this team that it was ready to go win the big 12 and go to the college football playoff and and we've got to see that because again you get TCU at home and they're coming off a loss to Iowa State where their defense had given up huge chunk plays and they looked vulnerable and Texas was an 11 and a half point favorite I think they opened as a 13 and a half point favorite but the betting line worked it down to 11 and a half and and again, this is a TCU team that, as I pointed out at Horns 24-7 before the game, has held Texas be- almost two touchdowns below its season scoring average in each of their six previous meetings before yesterday. So this, you know, the consistency has come from, from TCU, not Texas. And this was supposed to be the year where we see that team start to look like a big 12 championship team. And from my experience, 96, 2005, 2008, I I still say that team was the big 12 champion. They got screwed over by a vote and a, in a decimal point. Uh, And then the big 12 champion championship team in 09. And this team has talent. Yeah. But they, there's a disconnect and it's got to get straightened out quickly because I mean, obviously Oklahoma is next and Oklahoma, you got two injured animals going at each other this week in Dallas because Oklahoma has not lost back-to-back conference games in forever. Right. And certainly not under Lincoln Riley up to this point. And and now they've lost to K-State and Iowa State. And Oklahoma State looks like the team that has it all pulled together, not Texas or OU. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of ironic, Chip. You know that Texas, ever since TCU joined the Big 12, Texas has never scored more than 31 points against TCU. That's right, because Mac beat them 30-7 to and 13. Mm-hmm. Yep, and Tom beat them 31, what was it, 17 or 14, I think it was. Yeah, 31, 16, two year, or 18 in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's uh, look, it's, it's testing everyone's, uh, well, people are questioning. Yeah. People are questioning. You lose a game like this after uh, you, you get what is essentially a mulligan by pulling off the miracle in, in, at Texas Tech, and then – you come back out and it's still sloppy and and there's still mistakes and penalties all over the place that just starts to eat away at not only fan confidence in the team but possibly confidence within the team and then again you see look kids are emotional Kenyatta Watson decides the day after or we're hearing he's going to enter the transfer portal now look Tom Herman's had success with guys going into the portal and then coming out of the portal like Denzel Okafor and Anthony Cook and, and uh, Juwan Mitchell 
And again, we mentioned BJ Foster walking off from the UTEP game in the third quarter and then apologizing to his teammates the following day. And, and he's back in, uh, obviously, uh, getting playing time and, and working his way back with his teammates. But this, this is an interesting time because I mean, Sam Ellinger said it afterward, the university deserves better. We all know we can play so much better than we're playing. That's, that's an underachieving team talking right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got to come from within and the coaches have to help those players. And we will certainly see how that uh, turns out on Saturday at 11 a.m. Texas, another 11 a.m. kick against the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, for Taylor Estes, I am Chip Brown. Make sure you check out the flagship podcast on Wednesday when Taylor and I start to look ahead to the Oklahoma Sooners and after talking to the Texas coaches and players early in the week. So for Taylor, I am Chip Brown. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the flagship podcast, Reacts. Stay safe and keep the faith. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.